Well, guys, if you're watching us, you would think by the looks, you know, that Ben's in Cincinnati and I'm not. But, you know, Ben's chilling there in his, <laughs> in his nice little neighborhood, you know, his nice little living room and everything. What's going on, Ben? What's going on, Chase? Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I think it could bring some good luck. We got FC Cincinnati uh, just uh, secured the number one seed uh, a couple weeks ago. So playoffs looks good. Reds did really good for the circumstances, for sure. And then um, as we're about to talk about, you know, the Bengals, where they're at. So thought I'd bring a little luck. And then I got the FC Bearcats underneath, you know, just to rep them too. There you go, man. The man is all Cincinnati out. All he needs is a thing of skyline, chili, three-way, four-way, five-way, three conies. Who knows? Well, guys, welcome to the uh, Bengals Blitz, Cut the Chase Bengals Blitz, uh, where we're just going to talk a lot about Bengals stuff and give you guys a breakdown from our perspective. I'm Chase Johns. That's Ben Connors. Uh, been a minute since Ben's been on here, but, you know, we're, we, we're going to pick up right where we left off and everything. And, you know, if you guys are watching the video – like and subscribe to us on our YouTube page. If you guys are listening to us, make sure you favorite this as one of your favorites on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever it is, because, Ben, there's so many places to get podcasts, man. It's 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 insane. So wherever you guys are watching or listening, we appreciate you guys. And we're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengals and the first six games of the season because – Wow, they've had us down in a mental bog for the first six weeks of the season because we're three and three, and I am glad about that. If we would have been talking about this six weeks ago, we'd be like, only three and three? It's like five and one or four and two. But the circumstances that we've gone through and the history that we know of, you know, that has been apparent the last two years that the team normally starts off slow and then they get it going at the right time. It's been a little different this year with Joe Burrow having an injury into the season. You know, 2022, he had the appendectomy and the injury, you know, was an injury, was a surgery. Um, you know, uh, didn't really, it affected him the first couple of games, obviously not having much reps in practice. Got it going by week three, you know, had some, had some steps there. But then around week seven, he got everything going and he was fine the rest of the way. The bye comes earlier this year. This is the big difference from 2021 to 2022. The bye was week 10 both of those years. The bye is week seven now. In this circumstance, it's nice that Joe Burrow has time to rest and that the offense can get back to the drawing board sooner because it has not been good in Cincinnati on offense. Ben, let me get your thoughts here real quick. Just kind of summarize everything that you've been going through as a Bengals fan the first six weeks of the season. Where to start? So, yeah, obviously the first couple of games of the season were hard. Um, you know, we started off in Cleveland. Rainy day. Still have nightmares about it. Did not go well. And, you know, that was kind of the first sign that there might be something up with Burrow, but no one really seemed to uh, think too much on it just because we always lose to the Browns. And um, he doesn't always play super well against them. So we kind of got through that. I always chalk it off as the Browns beat down onto the next one. Played pretty well against the Ravens, but Burrow, it was obvious by this point that there was something going on. And the media, you know, was not really feeding into it, but then a lot of the fans were and vice versa. 
So from there, it was it was really tough because we're 0-2 in the division and 0-2 start. So didn't really know how to feel at that point. Beat the Rams. That was kind of a recovery game, you know, a little bit of a revenge for two years ago in the Super Bowl, but kind of just wanted to move on after that. And then um, the Titans game sent us to 0-3 against the AFC. Probably the least fun game, at least in the Joe Burrow area and the Joe Burrow era. So um, that one was just, there was nothing, no life. We texted about it. There was, there was no pulse. It just looked like there was no reason to be out there. And besides three points from McPherson, there was no reason we we could have just forfeited. So bad on that. Went to Kings Island, thought going to Ohio could help. We beat the Cardinals. Looks good. Wasn't great, but it looked good in a lot of aspects. Joe, you finally saw it with that 63-yard touchdown to Jamar. It's what we've been waiting for, you know. Yep. So that was a spark. And then um, last week, best-looking overall um, game, in my opinion. Want to see a little more from the offense. They they, kind of petered out, to say the least, in the second half. But the defense showed, you know, why we have – invested so much into them and these uh, the young backfield uh, young cornerbacks and Jordan battle they really showed why they're there so looked really good really excited the bye week is now instead of week 10 give Burrow a little more time so we don't have to worry about that but overall happy but it's been it's been a storm to say the least and it looks like we're now finally seeing you know the very the sun just peeking up over the horizon and obviously, talking about the sun just peeking up over the horizon, it doesn't help that we have to play the San Francisco 49ers on the West Coast to start it off, you know, start off uh, coming off the bye. We'll talk about the schedule coming up here later on. But, you know, looking back in the past six weeks, if I had to describe the first four games of the season, it was just, you know, it, it, it we were stuck, stuck. You know, we were, we were just stuck in our own ways, and it was really frustrating to see that happen because our offense couldn't get going at all against Cleveland. There was a lot of ailments that happened when it came to the rain, when it came to Joe's calf, when it came to the inability to call plays, when it came to the inability to, to throw a football, anything like that. There's a lot of bad stuff that was going on to stop the run as the game went on. There's a lot of stuff that happened there. Week two with the Ravens, you had a chance. You, you had a chance. You definitely did. You just didn't take the opportunity because limited possessions, you have to take advantage of limited possessions. The Rams, like mentioned, you know, it was – I'm just saying it from my perspective. I was at the Rams game on Monday night. Joe was, you know, re-aggravated the calf injury September 17th against the Ravens. He was hurt, but he played through it, and that's a win that, you know, is big right now because – that's the difference of us starting 0 and 4 to 1 and 3 at that point. And maybe us being 2 and 4, or maybe even 0 and 7. I don't want to talk about that because we're 3 and 3 right now. Who cares about that? The, the point is this that regardless of what happened in the past, whether it was six weeks ago, whether it was two weeks ago, the Cincinnati Bengals are 3 and 3. And the amount of talent that we have on this team. They should not be three and three, but the bottom line is we are three and three and we're going to see some of the best teams in the national football league coming up on our schedule. But if we get back in the form and guys get on the same page and guys get healthy and we have a little bit of fortune come our way, then 
we're going to be competing with some of the best teams in the National Football League, and I think a turnaround is going to happen. I'm going to mention this, though, okay? So, obviously, the biggest thing so far is, like, you know, the disappointment in, in Joe Burrow's play. Uh, obviously, you know, we he's not on the injury report anymore, all right? He looked good in the first the first half against the Seahawks. Did not look good in the second half against Seattle. You know, obviously, going to try to work through all that. The run game has not been there at all. It hasn't. It's literally been Mixon or nobody. And most of the time, they give up on Mixon too early, even when Mixon's averaging a good four yards a carry. Hopefully, they get a run game involved. We have to do that. The receivers, like Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, said, it's Jamar Chase and everyone else has to pick up their slack because Jamar Chase single-handedly won the Cardinals game. And once guys kind of get going and stuff, because you saw Tyler Boyd get going, uh, you know, on Sunday, Andre Yoshivas caught his first touchdown, happened to be on his birthday, which was really nice to see. Um, also, the birthday boy, Cam Taylor Britt, had an interception, had a really good game against DK Metcalf. But, you know, the receiver the receiver room obviously doesn't help with the fortune of T. Higgins getting hurt. You know, unfortunately, you know, he's playing through a lot of pain. The fact that he's out there is saying something. You know, that he wants to win. He wants to be out there for his team, for his dogs. And then Tyler Boyd's still there. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of good receivers in this group. Trent Irwin has been one of the unsung heroes. He has stepped up a lot in this time frame. But the offense and the offensive line, you know, the offensive line through six games has given up 14 sacks, which is a little bit more than two a game. But that is way better than what is what Burroughs experienced in his career the first three years in the National Football League. So we'll take that. If they're only giving up two sacks a game, that's fine. That's completely fine with us. Defensively, the defense has played really well the last two weeks. Um, you know, the run defense has been a big concern. Well, it's been, you know, showing up on the stat seat a lot. But they actually held Seattle quite well in the run game last week. They only held them to 87 yards. Seattle kind of abandoned the run when they, you know, they were down. They had to start passing. But overall, you know, the run defense played well this past week. We need the run defense to really tighten things up because we run a four, you know, a four-man, you know, four-two-five. And that means that we're going to be playing a light box on defense. So teams that are, you know, identity is that we're going to run the football. They're going to run right at us with a light box and they're going to bring some tight ends down. They're going to bring a lot of people down and they're going to try to be, okay, we're going to match up. We're going to run the football. So that's going to be a you know big thing going forward, especially a team like the 49ers that we play right out of the bye. The linebackers, I thought Logan and Jermaine have played pretty well. Obviously, you know, would like to see a little bit more in coverage, but I think they've done a pretty good job in the run stopping game the last couple of weeks. And then I think, the biggest thing so far is, you know, the the young secondary players, especially the last two weeks, have been fantastic. You have Cam Taylor Britt, who has played great the last two weeks. Jordan Battle, when he's been in the game, has been really good. Dax Hill is a star in the making right now. He is picking up the slack for Jesse Bates. You know, Jesse Bates, obviously, you know, big shoes to fill. Dax, if, if Jesse Bates was a size 14 in shoe, Dax is like a 13 and a half right now. He's been doing a really good job. And then Juan Drago Turner, DJ Turner, has been fantastic when he's been in the game. Awesome. 
The young secondary is coming together, and it's beautiful to see Benjamin. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, um, DJ's full name is making headlines this week, so that's good to see. Yeah, the secondary has stepped up in more ways than we can count. And I feel like that's kind of the beauty in adversity is you'll see unknown or lesser known players like DJ, you know, it's his first year, but you'll see those players step up. And thankfully we've gotten that, you know, and as we were talking about the defense is why we're three and three. We wish it was the other way around. You know, we, we want to see Burrow game winning drive saves the day, the hero that we all know he can, and it has been, but the defense has been, you know, even, even Burrow said it last week, you know, we, they got to stop in the goal, uh, in the red zone punt, we go three and out. They get it back to the red zone. They stop them again. You really can't ask for much more. And it's every player, you know, Trey's one of the leaders in sacks this season. Yep. A lot of the old names combined with the new. And you're seeing these players step up when we need it. So I'm really, really proud of the defense, to say the least. Um, no complaints at all. They got us to three and three. So just a little more from the offense, as we discussed. We want to see Burrow lead those, you know, big drives and especially deep into the second half more yeah. for the second half of the season. Yeah. And that's obviously one thing that I, you know, cannot forget to mention is the defensive line. I mean, they have 19 sacks in the first six games of the season. Trey Hendrickson. We talked about this last night, Ben Trey Hendrickson is on a different type of timing right now. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's second in the league in sacks, seven sacks in six games. He's been, fantastic this season getting a crazy jump off the line had a fantastic game against the rams impacted the game last week against the seahawks had a strip sack against the against the cardinals and the wins trey hendrickson has been fantastic sam hubbard stepped up this past week bj hill did dj reader in the run game the defensive line especially on the pass rush they've you know later on in the game of course later on in the game they've been fantastic They've done a great job of closing games out, and you couldn't ask for much more from, you know, that Bengals defensive line and edge rushers like Trey Hendrickson and, you know, Sam Hopper, the Cincinnati kid. So that's a great thing coming from there. Um, about the Bengals offense, a couple of numbers, actually a couple of rankings in the league when it comes to this. Um, you know, this this is this was posted by Kelsey Conway. Um, I know a lot of people aren't really, you know, fond of her at this moment or anything like that but the numbers are saying right now they're 26th in rushing yards per play they're 27th in points per game third down percentage are 29th and then they're bottom of the league in total yards per game rushing yards a game and passing yards per play that's a lot of stuff that needs to be changed and brian callahan talked about you know in a press conference that you know, he's on his iPad. He was watching film. He was watching the amount of opportunities that they missed on offense and hit, had him fuming. You know, it's got to start with those guys that are making the play calls. It's got to it's got to start with Joe. It's got to start with, you know, it, it's got to be an entire group effort to get this thing going. And once those guys are able to execute at a high level, because there's no reason why this offense, when everyone is on the field and healthy, no reason why this offense should be averaging less you know talk about the numbers game less than 380 yards a game they should be averaging close to 400 yards a game every single game and they should be throwing the ball for around 275 a game and running the ball for about 
110. Like, there's no reason in, in the numbers game. Like, there's no reason why that shouldn't be the case. And there's no reason why this team should not be averaging 27 points a game. Obviously, seasons have gone on, and they, you know, they they weren't really a high-scoring team to start the season off last year. But as the season went on, you know, the Bengals started scoring more and more and more, and their point totals went up. Had a couple of big games last year where they blew out some teams, put a bunch of points up on the board there's not many opportunities to do that this year, but if the Bengals play at a very high level going down the stretch, then their highest level is one of the best teams in the national football league. And we're all hoping that the Bengals can come to that and get back to the Bengals that we know and love going forward. You know, when they play a bunch of big games, you know, coming up, we're going to take a break. We're going to look at the scheduled uh, for the Bengals, the last 11 games of the season, because, Everyone's saying it. It's the toughest schedule in the league coming up. So we're going to be right back in just a minute. All right. And we are back. Um, I'm going to flash this schedule up here real quick. Um, from so I got this from a couple, couple months ago. So let's take a look at the Bengals schedule real quick. We've already played six games. You got the bye week there, week seven. The next couple games off the bye, you have the San Francisco 49ers. That's a 425 p.m. game on CBS. That's the national CBS game on Halloween weekend. The following week, you play the Buffalo Bills at home on Sunday Night Football, the first home regular season SNF game since 2012 when we played the Pittsburgh Steelers at Paul Brown Stadium at the time. I was at that game. I was nine. That's a long time ago. I have facial hair now. But, you know, (laughs) going to that, the next week you have the Houston Texans, a 1 o'clock game on CBS. Then you go to Baltimore, a Thursday night game at M&T Bank Stadium. The Bengals have not won a road primetime game since December. I think it was December the 13th of 2012 when they beat the Eagles at Lincoln Financial Field on their way to rebounding from three and five start making it to 10 and six and making it to the playoffs. Ultimately losing to the Houston Texans in the playoffs. That was the last time that the Bengals won a road primetime game and their chance to reverse that streak comes against the Baltimore Ravens. And that is a huge one, but it's another huge one. The next week, week 12 is the Pittsburgh Steelers, a one o'clock game on CBS in Cincinnati. The first time they meet this season, the first time in a month, you know, they'll meet each other twice in basically 28 days. Then you got the Jacksonville Jaguars, Monday night football. Jacksonville's first Monday night football game at home in in years, almost a decade. You take on the Colts the next week, who the Colts are very upstart right now. Who knows what they'll be like in December. The Minnesota Vikings, they'll probably have Justin Jefferson back at this time. They're still going to be a very exciting team to watch down the stretch. That's a Saturday or Sunday game, TBD. Week 16, Saturday, December 23rd. It's the Steelers. It's 4.30 on NBC. It's a primetime game, technically. It's going to be in Pittsburgh, a place where the Bengals have had some success the last couple of years, but then before that, haven't had much success at all. So it's going to be interesting to see how that whole thing goes. And then week 17, Sunday, December 31st at 4.25 p.m., to finish the year of 2023 off, you're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Not much needs to be said. And then week 18, to start 2024, and who knows what this game has in implications coming up. You got the Cleveland Browns, and you need revenge on them because who knows what implications are going to be. So, Ben, 
when looking at this schedule, obviously, you know, you're like, what game should we worry about the most or which game, you know, concerns you the most? It's obviously the next game because that's the, you know, it's the next, the next game is the one that matters the most. But when you're looking at the scheduled, which game seems to you where it could be the turning point of the season, whether good or bad? It's such a tough question for the season. <laughs> turning point, I would say there's at least two types of turning point. Against San Fran, um, off the bye, if we come out and we win, we're 4-0 against a pretty decent division, which is an odd stat, and we are above 500. And if we beat them, I think everyone who thought we would be in the Super Bowl will think that again. So I think San Fran is a huge turning point. It's not do or die, as I've felt with the other games. But um, looking at that, I, I just one team is hard to pick. I feel like that first meeting with the Steelers is where a lot of things will start looking because last year we were four and four and we were inches away from the playoffs or inches away from the Super Bowl. Record is not everything, but there gets to a point if we're sitting at four and six or five and seven where we have to go on a streak like we did last year, every game, you know, is the heartbeat. And like we've talked about the Super Bowl year, we truly believe it's a forgotten game by many, but the Broncos Bengals in an absolute down to the wire Um Drew Locke comes in, you know, a lot of people forget that game. I think yeah. we lose that game. We don't make it to the Super Bowl. Maybe don't even make the playoffs. Maybe the playoffs, yeah. So I think that game will find us, which is could be good or unfortunate. I think that game will show itself to us. I think San Fran is the start. If we win, everything changes. If we lose and it's close, that is something. And then if we lose by a lot – um, a lot of questions sitting at three and four, or at uh, yeah, three and four at this point. But I'm gonna say around the time when we play the Steelers, we need that record by then to be above 500. Because once you get into the six losses range, unless it's the very end of the season, yeah. like the last game of the season, um, it, it's a tough road. And the AFC is, you know, just as good as it was last year. It feels like there'll always be a team. I always think of it before the NFL season starts. There will be a team or two that are around 500 at midseason and they'll take off. And that team could be in the Super Bowl, kind of like us in 21. So I'm going to say around the Steelers time is where we're really going to know, does this team want to, you know, miss the playoffs? Do we want to be a wild card or do we want to go back to the Super Bowl? So that's going to, that's my time that I'm going to predict. I, none of those games specifically, but all it could be any of those. And then Stan Fran is the starting point to get to that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a, it's a great way to look at it. Um, I Obviously, San Francisco is going to be the big one because, you know, it's right out of the bye. It's like, all right, are the guys going to be healthy? How are they going to play? What's the adjustments look like? How is everyone going to react against a good team like this that, you know, came off a loss against the Browns? They played the, you know, play the Vikings this week on Monday Night Football. Um, so they're not going to play us off a loss, you would think. So – you know, be the Niners' first home game back since they destroyed the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. But you're looking at it, you're like, all right, if, you know, in my mind, I I think the Bengals have to split against the Niners and Bills. They have to split. If you're looking at the season in quarters, 
I know there's I know there's 17 games, so you're thinking about it four, 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 and then five the last five games, you know, quarter plus one. Now you're looking at it. The Bengals' first quarter of the season was one and three, not good. If you flip that and you go three and one into the you know the halfway point of the season at four and four, again you are where you were last year, and you were very close to where you were in 2021. Obviously, a 10-game winning streak is not common in the National Football League, but like you mentioned, Ben, you know, at least one or two teams in the middle of the season get on that streak and they just can't be stopped and they ride it all the way to the, the conference championship for the Super Bowl. And the two teams that did that last year are the two teams that are going to be playing each other on October the 29th at 425, the Bengals and the Niners. The Niners have started off great this year. They start off fantastic. The Bengals, not so much. I'm going to give you a game, though, that's going to be really intriguing uh, to look out for. I think the potential turning point of the season going in, I think it's the Houston Texans game. Because you look at it, say, say the Bengals split. That's going to be tough to do. Say they, I'll give you three scenarios. Say we go 0 and 2, unfortunately, and we're 3 and 5. You need to see what fight this team has. And if they go play the Texans, who are upstart, you know, they're, they're an upstart team. The Bengals have to find a way to beat them to get the 4 and 5. And then they play the Ravens on a short week and you have to get a 5 and 5. Say the Bengals split against the Niners and Bills. You're 4 and 4. You are flirting with the the mediocrity line. You're like, hey, do we want to hop over here to the wins? Do we want to go down to the losses? Obviously, the goal is to win every single game, you would think, unless you're, you know, the Patriots right now and you're trying to tank for Caleb Williams, who's trying to demand wherever he goes. It's a different story for a different time. Caleb Williams is having a lot of issues on and off the field. <laughs> now, if you're, you know, in the Bengals situation, if you're four and four and, you know, you got the Texans coming to town, you're like, hey, we have to get the five and four. We have to have a dominant performance before we go into Thursday night football against the Baltimore Ravens. A lot will be told week 10 against the Texans. Obviously don't look past any of these opponents because you can't look past these two opponents. They are, you know, pretty big opponents. If the Bengals go two and O, which if they, if they beat the Niners, you're like, man, they're back. They're, they're completely back. If you beat the bills as well, Everyone's getting out your way. Everyone is getting out of your way. And at that point in time, if you are 2-0 and against those two teams and you're going into that Texans game 5-3, and you don't want that to be a trap game. That's where it is. Don't want it to be a trap game. You want to smell blood on the other side and say, man, we're going to destroy you and become 6-3 and and roll. Keep the roll going. There's three different ways to look at it, but I but I just see the Texans game can either be seen as a are we who we really think we are moment or a trap game moment. I think it is a trap door that you look down. You open that door. It's like, who knows what it is? You have you, you got to win at least one of these games against the Niners or Bills, and that sets up the Texans game. And you, you got to see which way you go. That's what I think. But obviously, we have a lot of tough, tough games going down the stretch. You normally see 
the Bengals, the last two years, the Bengals really hit their stride around week 12 or 13. They would find ways to win a couple of these games, like in 2021 when they played the Raiders. It was a lo- it was a, a long, grinded-out game. We ended up winning by 19, but if you remember, it was a long, stressful game. The score was a lot wider than what the actual game was. And then the next week, they go out against Pittsburgh and beat the living tar out of them. might have been one of my favorite games I've ever watched. 2022, you're 5-4. and four. You go into Pittsburgh. You know, it's 37-30, to 30, but it still felt like an AFC North battle. It was a long, grinded-out game. Find a way to win. Samaj P. Ryan scored three touchdowns receiving. Trenton Irwin had one, his first ever one. And you just found a way to win. And then what did the Bengals do the next week against the Titans? You found a way to win against a good team at the time. It's normally around week 12, and I agree with you, Ben, when it comes to that point. I think it's I think it's a little earlier this year, though, week 10, where you're figuring out who you really are. But it's an interesting line to flirt with because you've seen it before where it's like, all right, you know, in 21, the win that defined us making that playoff push was the Broncos. I think last year's defining win, obviously you could point to the chiefs and everything. You're like, man, you know, that was a great win, all that stuff. I personally think it was the Titans game because I think a lot of us last year had confidence once once we beat the Titans, we knew Jamar was coming back, and we know what Jamar can do against we, what what he could do against the Chiefs and what he did against the Chiefs that game. And we know we had all the confidence in the world. There's going to be games where you're like, you have to find some type of way to win it. You know, you're playing against a team that is pretty good, but they have some flaws. The Bills and the Niners are not those teams. This is like a this is a level of the Chiefs right now. You know, over the last couple of years. You're going out west to take on the San Francisco 49ers in their house. You have to get off to a fast start against those guys. We're going to preview the Niners game next week, all right? But you have to get off to a fast start in these games, and you have to just set the tone. Set the tone from the start. That's going to be the big thing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to not look ahead in this schedule, but then it's like, you can't get your mind off San Francisco because it's the next game out of the gate and they're a really good football team with a lot of great players and great coaches. And you're just wondering, man, how are the Bengals going to come out of the bye against a great team like San Francisco? And can they really pull this off? That's the big question that we're asking ourselves, but you know, um, you got any closing remarks before we get on out here, Ben? History repeats itself. Let's just hope we're on the right side of it. Indeed. Hopefully we didn't sell ourselves to sell our soul somewhere else, but we'll see. We'll see. And we're watching that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, you know, history doesn't repeat itself. And yeah, I really hope that the Bengals are able to get this thing right because we are on a two game win streak right now. I just hope that they're able to find the magic and find that sizzle and just keep the thing going. So we're going to see. All of us are going to see at the same time. That's the beauty of it. No one knows, or maybe I do. Maybe I have the script over here. 
<laughs> Maybe I do. Entertaining the idea. But yeah, um, you know, for that being said, that's Ben Connors over on the right. That's uh, you know, I'm Chase Yance, and we'll see you guys next week.